0: We have a huge group this morning this is lovely i love having all you you, all you kids up here this is great well in my sermon today we're going to be talking about faith that god has given us the gift of faith right the ability to trust jesus and the moment we were baptized god connected us to jesus and helped us to be able to see jesus as our savior right and you know that don't you but but i'm also going to be telling you in the sermon today We can't always trust what our eyes are telling us, right? Our physical eyes. Because sometimes the things that we see, um, we can't always see the spiritual things that God really wants us to see. Like, have you ever seen God? No, neither do I. But we know he's real, right? Because we don't use these physical eyes to see. Instead, we use what's called the eyes of faith. We can see God because we trust in him. And we know that he loves us. And the best part is that he gave us jesus to be our savior now we weren't there but we know that that's true and we believe and and whatever god says in his word we follow him right okay good well there's an important reason why um we also it's important for us to be able to thank god for our eyes when's the last time you said thank god for my eyes you know i have to be honest i don't always remember that either and so it's important to thank god that we can see out of these eyes because the colors and, and the motion and the people it's awesome right well in our sermon today i'm going to be talking about you can't always trust what you're seeing because your eyes can be fooled and to help you understand that i'm going to show you a magic trick Ooh, yeah right and and when you see a, a magic trick um i think you'll like this one um did you know that sometimes you have money in your ears you you didn't know that oh yeah absolutely i'm going to show you see you have money right in your ear sure look at it whoa look at that if you would if it was a quarter and a what let's see what else is in there let's see here You know, if you would only go by what you can see, you would say, wow, she has money in her ears, right? See, quarter, we got proof, right? But you know your eyes were fooled. You know that I had that quarter in my hand right even before I came out here, right? But you know what? It's easy to be fooled with your eyes. God says that when you listen to him in in his word, God never fools us. And he always tells us the truth, and that's why we can trust him. And when God says something in the Bible, we need to do it right away. Instead of going, nah, God, you're just doing a trick on me. God doesn't play tricks on you. But he can do the impossible. He does it every day. You know what? He gives you moms and dads and families and a church. And we come here not to see magic tricks. That wasn't much of one. Instead, we hear about how much God loves us. Let's pray to God and ask him to help us always to see him as our Savior. Dear Jesus, thank you for loving us and forgiving us, our families. Thank you for giving us our faith and our baptisms. Lord, forgive us those times we don't always see you. See you in our life is most important and follow you. And Lord, change us by your spirit to always follow you and listen to what you have to say. Thank you for loving us, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God's word for our sermon today is recorded for us in the New Testament book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 11, reading selected verses, we'll hear all about God's hall of faith, and one of the greatest heroes of faith has to be Abraham. Abraham in our reading, God tells us learn that it's important to walk by faith and not by sight. But as I just demonstrated in the children's message, seeing isn't always believing seeing isn't always believing because we can't always trust our eyes and nothing we see is permanent Here why i say that in the following words the bible says now faith is confidence in what we hope for an assurance of what we do not see this is what the ancients were commended for by faith we understand that the universe was formed at god's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful, who had made the promise that's God. And so from this one man, Abraham, and he, as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky, and as countless as the sand on the seashore. All these people were living by faith when they died. For he has prepared a city for them. This is God's word, we pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart, O Lord, be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. You may be seated. Dear Christian friends who walk by faith, and certainly not always by sight, If you enjoy deer hunting, you probably have a set of antlers mounted somewhere on a wall of your man cave, or maybe even in your lake cabin. You have them mounted there because you want other people to see it. You want them to see proof. That way, when you're telling the thrilling tale of how you captured the beast, you have proof right there on the wall. After all, they say, seeing is believing. But maybe somewhere you saw someone else's trophy buck hanging on the wall, which made yours look like a little Bambi. If you didn't have it mounted on your wall, I suppose the story of how big of a deer that you caught would just grow larger and larger. Maybe that's why God hasn't given us precise details about heaven. I mean, wouldn't it be great to have an actual picture of heaven? We could mount it right there in the living room of our wall, on the wall, giving us something to look forward to. But being who we are, as flawed sinners who hang on to this world, much too hard, much too much, we hang on to the people and the things of this world way too tight. Maybe over time it would be easy for us to think, heaven, what's the big deal? It seems so far into the future. Well, that's why our sermon reading from Hebrews chapter 11 is so important. Hebrews chapter 11 gives us this surprising truth, seeing isn't always believing. Seeing isn't always believing because we can't always trust what our eyes are telling us and Nothing we see is permanent Have you ever seen a magician on TV or maybe in person? You know these guys try to show you something that's not there Kind of like what I did with quarter. <laughs> Super easy, but it's easy to be fooled These guys are paid to be able to make you think they're sawing a woman in half or they're making her disappear completely off the stage. So it's obvious, right? We can't always trust what our eyes are telling us. But you know, so often our sinful nature wants us to know things. We want to know exactly and see where we're headed in life with all the details. And yet, life, the longer you live, you learn. Life doesn't work that way. So to help us, God has given us Hebrews chapter 11. I called it before the great Hall of Faith chapter of the Bible. Hall of Faith, or Hall of Fame, is how we normally describe those things. You know, you're familiar with the football Hall of Fame, aren't you? You know where it is? Canton, Ohio. And if you go there, you'll see the best of the best the greatest heroes of football, all featured there. Well, the Hall of Faith isn't a place, it's a section of scripture. And in the section of scripture, in Hebrews chapter 11, God lists amazing heroes of faith. People like Abraham, people like Noah, just people who are amazing heroes of faith. What made them great heroes of faith? Truth be told, All of the people I just mentioned were sinners. They struggled with sin every single day, just like us. What made them heroes is that they were ordinary people with an extraordinary God. And how they showed that is they didn't always trust what their earthly eyes were telling them. Instead, they trusted what God was telling them, and that made them heroes. Take Abraham, for example. The main man of our sermon reading for before. When God told him to leave his home, to move his family a thousand miles west from what we'd call modern-day Iraq to a little strip of land right by the Mediterranean Sea known as Palestine, we call it Israel, what do we find Abram doing? You know, God, I'm kind of busy, I've got things to do, no? He's called the great of faith because He obeyed God right away. That gives us a clue of what it means to be great in the eyes of God. When God tells you and me to do something, don't wait. Do it immediately. But here God told Abraham to move a thousand miles. Can you imagine that? I want you to move right now. I'm not going to tell you where you're going. I'm not going to tell you how to get there. Just go. And what does the Bible say? Abraham went. Wow. You know, if you think about it, Abraham had no good earthly reason to leave home in the land of Uz, or modern-day Iraq. He was comfortable there. His family was there. He was safe! No, he didn't have any earthly reason to go, so God gave him some heavenly ones. God wanted him to move his family because in the land of Israel, God would make Abraham and give him so many descendants that he would be a, they would be a great nation. God moved him in that particular place because, if you think about it, from a geography site, that's where the three continents of the world come together. Why is that important? Because people from literally around the world would pass through there and hear the saving gospel message. They would be able to see with their own eyes the place where the Messiah, The Savior would come, who we know is Jesus, who lived, died, and rose again to save us from our sin. Talk about long-range vision. Abraham simply believed God. He had faith. He trusted God, even though he couldn't see all the details. Scripture says it this way. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place that he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. And once Abraham trusted God to act, he also saw something amazing. Something that his eyes would tell him were impossible. You know, Abraham was about 50 years old when he moved. When he was about 75 years old, God made him a promise. He said, Abram, you're gonna have a son. Only God had him wait 25 years for that promise to come true. Now, people don't become parents at age 99. That's impossible, you and I would say. Boy, when I'm 99, I think I'm getting ready to uh, go off into the pasture. And yet, not Abraham. He was going to have a son. The Bible says Abraham believed that. He said it in these words. It says, And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children, because she considered him faithful, who had made the promise. And so from this one man, Abraham, and he as good as dead, came descendants, as numerous as the stars in the sky, and as countless as the sand on the seashore. They trusted God's vision, and they ended up having a son named Isaac. Now, why is that important? Because through Isaac, God made Abraham a great nation, gave him more children, gave him more children than the sharks. That's a big family. Gave him enough descendants that they were more than the sand on the seashores, or the stars up in the sky. That's important for us because from Abraham's family came the bloodline of the Savior we know as Jesus. God gives us so many blessings. Thank God for your vision. I mean that. Take time to thank God for what you and I can see, but our physical eyes only are limited. They they can't see everything that's real. Our physical eyes can't see the spiritual world. We can't see that we're born with sin. We can't see the sin in ourselves, even though we can see the sin of others, especially our brothers and sisters, very easily. We can't see that our sins separate us from God. We can't see hell, where right now, people who rejected God in life are suffering eternal punishment. We can't see any of those things, and my friends, when it comes to spiritual matters, we need to ignore our earthly eyes and walk or live by faith. Walking or living by faith means to believe everything God's told us in the Bible and to obey it. Well, look at it this way: Over the years, we tend to accumulate tools in our home. I know I have, but you know? There's only so many things you can use a stud finder or a mallet for, right? What do you do after a while? Well, these tools are just thrown into the corner and forgotten. My point is this. God has given you the tool of the gift of faith. Don't just toss it off in the corner and grab it when you think you need it. Use it every single day. And you're doing that right now. You're getting your faith fed, strengthened through word and sacrament, to trust that everything what God says is true. By faith, and the eyes of faith, trusting that God, what God says is true, that's the only way we can see our standing with God. That we're separated from him by our sin and doomed to experience hell. But only through faith do we see Jesus, who has come to save us from our sins by being the Lamb of God, to take away the sin of the world, Only by faith do we see Jesus opening the door to heaven because he suffered the punishment that we deserved by dying painfully on the cross and rising again for the grave. Only Jesus and that open door of heaven makes life worth living and death worth dying. And it sustains us even when our earthly eyes fail, fail to see what God is doing. And here's what I mean. When you get tragic news like a two-year-old has contracted leukemia, do you ever wonder what good could possibly come from that? If you're grieving the, the loss of someone you love or that's close to you, how do you look past tomorrow? My friends, only by using the tool of faith. We see that God loves us dearly and has a purpose for every single one of our problems, that's faith. And the good news about all of our problems, our troubles, even our tests of faith, is that they're not going to last forever. Faith given given to us in our baptism helps us to see that nothing in this world is permanent. Abram understood that. Did you know that Abraham lived for almost a hundred years in tents? How would you like to live in a tent? Seriously, what's the longest you've ever lived in a tent? A couple of days? Maybe even a week or two? But I gotta be honest, I'm not sure I could handle that. No hot water and no bathroom facilities. Abram did that for a hundred years, why? Because God wanted Abraham's whole life to be one of faith, trusting that he was only living in this world for a short time that heaven is our home. Did you know that Abraham didn't really own property or set up a house here in this world? Oh, sure, he owned property. A tiny little grave plot, 20 miles south of of Jerusalem. But scripture tells us why. All these people were living by faith when they died. They did not receive the things promised. They only saw them and welcomed them from a distance. Yes, Abraham wasn't bothered, that he had to be a wanderer, that he had to live in tent, because he knew he wasn't gonna, that wasn't going to be the way it was forever. Scripture uses Abraham as an example of faith, of every day reminding him he wasn't always going to be on earth. He was headed to heaven. Well, Scripture says it this way. They were longing for a better country, a heavenly one. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. And in making Abraham a man of faith, he also wanted to remind Abraham that he didn't belong here in this world. When he compared his life and how God wanted him to live, he was very different from his pagan neighbors. Yes, so we too don't belong to this world. Jesus says in the Gospels, we are to be in the world but not of the world. I think all of us want to fit in, whether you're in grade school, high school, college, or even in your neighborhood. We want to be just like everyone else. But knowing that nothing here in this world is permanent, we need to remember, we need to resist temptation, even if everybody else is doing something that God doesn't want to. God calls us to use our faith to resist. Here in New Orleans, God has given us a beautiful, part of the country. To the south, we have Flandreau State Park. To the west, we get to see blaze-orange sunsets. I didn't get that back in Waukesha. And even though once in a while it gets cloud cover, wow, what we get to see here in New Alm is amazing. And to the east, we have rolling farm fields that seem to go on forever. It's—maybe we have it too good. Sometimes it's easy to take our eternity for granted. But as breathtaking as Brown County is, what we have to look forward to, my Christian brothers and sisters, is heaven that we're going to see, and that view is going to be breathtaking. When we get to heaven, the Bible says there's gonna be no more pain, no more sorrow, no more sin, no more death, only joy forevermore. When my wife and I moved here to New Ulm 10 months ago, we had no idea how beautiful this part of the country is. But now that we've been here and we've seen it with our own eyes, oh, we have extra reason to thank God every day. Well, in much the same way, none of us have seen how great heaven is going to be. But to be honest, we don't have to see it to believe it. Instead, once we get there, we'll be thrilled beyond belief. Ask Abraham, cause you're gonna see him one day in heaven. And until we get there, he'd tell us, walk by faith, not by sight, amen. For our stewardship thought today, I'd like to focus in on the blessings that God has given us and that he also welcomes us to give back to him a portion of what he's given us, the best part, called the church offering. Whether you're giving your church offering online or whether you're dropping it off in the basket or bringing in later this week you know it takes faith to give an offering faith that abraham had faith that you and i have because sometimes we think about well if i give this money to god i can't use it how is god going to take care of me i mean after all i'd like to use that money have you ever thought that yeah i think that on a regular basis And yet god has given us the gift of faith to trust him you know in all the times my wife and i have ever given offerings god always takes care of us with more than we need more than we deserve he'll do the same to you what a beautiful way for us to demonstrate faith god i trust you're going to take care of me He always does let's pray heavenly father thank you for giving us our faith And help us put that faith into action, how we take care of our families, how we live in the community, and how we give our offerings. Help us always be generous with you, remembering that you're more than generous with us every single day. Amen.